Hello, hello. Welcome to Joyful Courage, the conscious parenting podcast where we tease apart being parents and humans in the world and that wild adventure that ensues. I am your host, Casey O'Rourke. I'm a positive discipline trainer, I'm a parent coach and speaker, writer, also the parent of two teenagers trying to embrace my imperfection as I raise them to be functioning, contributing members of society one day. I'm super glad that you're here. Welcome. If you're a new listener, hi, welcome. What you will find in the upcoming show is what is pretty typical around here. Uh, I, of course, went into the episode thinking I was going to talk about one thing, but because of events and experiences the morning of the recording, I really had to speak into what was on my heart. And that's really what you get with Joyful Courage. Um, Yes, you get the parenting tools and strategies, but even deeper than that, you get a really raw, candid experience. And my goal is always for my listeners to feel seen and heard um, and felt, right? I want my listeners to feel like when they're listening, especially to the solo shows, that there's an experience of, oh, yes, you are speaking into the experience that I am also having. And so I don't think this week will be any different. I really hope that you enjoy the show. I also want to encourage you If you have any questions or feedback for me, you can always email me at casey at joyfulcourage.com. I respond to all the emails that I get from fans and listeners. Another thing that would be hugely beneficial to the podcast is if you jump into iTunes and you'd leave a review, a five-star review would be fantastic. Let me know and let others know what you love about the show. The more reviews the show gets, the more it is shown to other people who are looking for shows on Patreon parenting and the parenting journey. So if you could do those things, that would be fantastic. Uh, We're moving into the fall and I'm just really, as usual, humbled and honored to get to serve you, to be in relationship with you um, and to share the podcast with you. So enjoy the show. Hi, friends. Oh, man, I am in the hotel room trying to position myself well to the mic so that the sound is good. Hi, I'm so glad to be with you today. I'm so glad to be with you today. I have some life updates, two major things that are very exciting to share. Um yeah, and kind of dive into content for this week. So um, my husband, my husband is on the other side of the stem cell transplant. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know that back in April, my husband was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer. And today, as I record, today is Tuesday the 13th. And it is called day one. Yesterday was his day zero. They um, 
he had a whole bunch of stuff go down the last couple of weeks. They had, um, they took all of, not all, but he had to grow an obnoxious amount of stem cells. You know, they used medication to um, elevate the growth of the stem cells in his body. So they did that for a week and then they took a bunch of stem cells out. And then last weekend he had chemo, which pretty much wiped out his immune system so that yesterday they could put the stem cells back into his body. And the stem cells are like parent cells that grow all the other cells that he needs to have a healthy immune system with very little cancer in it. So yeah, it's been a pretty major couple of weeks over here in the O'Rourke family. Um, And now my man is sleeping in the other room and starting to feel the effects of all the craziness that the last couple of weeks his body has been through. And really what we're going to do now is we wait. We watch the new uh, system. He's new baby Ben. That's what we call him, new baby Ben, because he has like a new baby immune system. So he'll be growing all the things that he needs the next couple of weeks feeling pretty crappy. And then about day 10 or 11 after um, the transplant, he starts feeling better. So we're on day one. Um, huge shout out to every person that works at the Seattle Cancer Care Alliance. Oh my gosh, that place has the most amazing people who work there and have been taking care of us. We just are so, so grateful and so, so grateful for all of you and the messages of love and support. Um, via email or through social media. I'm receiving it. I am receiving all of your love. So thank you. I got to say the lessons of all of this, the lessons so far, self-care matters. I know I've said this a bunch over the last six months, um, but man, nothing like this kind of health crisis to really teach that self-care matters. Surrender matters. Like I have very little control over (laughs) what is happening um, to my husband and I get to surrender over and over and over again. And even as my kids, you know, navigate the new normal and make sense of it, you know, I get to surrender to the fact that this is a part of their experience. It, It just is. I don't need to be attached or give that, you know, negative meaning or positive meaning. It just is. It just is. It's it's the the turn of our life right now. And letting go matters, right? Letting go matters. There is so much I want to control. Those of you that know me know that I tend to be a little micromanagey. And, um, you know, there's the things that I can control, like writing down what time my husband takes medication. Um, and there are things I cannot control, like how his body responds to chemotherapy. So, and how my kids are making sense of things, right? I just have to trust that we're all growing. And I, I believe this, it's not that hard. It's been evident every day with um, just the way that our family has risen to the occasion. I mean, we still have moments of like, bah, but man, 
I'm pretty amazed. You know, it, it, it takes something like this. And I know that those of you that have lived through tragedy know this. It takes some, some pretty intense life experience to show you just how resilient and strong and committed and connected you are. So for that, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. This podcast is sponsored by Factor. Are you old enough to remember TV dinners? They came in those tin trays and each part of the meal had its own little compartment. I remember eating those and watching Happy Days, followed by Three's Company, maybe a little Laverne and Shirley. I am that old. Well, the situation has been totally upgraded by Factor. Factor makes delicious, ready-to-eat meals. And unlike those quick meals of the past, every Meal from Factor is fresh, never frozen, chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including meals that are calorie smart, protein plus, and keto if that's your thing. Also, there's more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. In my last order, we got red chicken chili, tamale bowls, and Italian sausage pizza casserole, as well as other delicious meals that my family loved. Plus there's breakfast and smoothies and all sorts of other add-ons to make life simpler while also keeping it healthy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Right now, head to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use code joyful50 to get 50% off. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50 to get 50% off. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. And speaking of self-care, so I love, this is kind of, we're getting into the content, and then I'll tell you the second thing kind of towards the end that I wanted to share, but... I love the Insight Timer app. Have I talked about it on here before? I feel like I have. Um, I love the Insight Timer meditation app because there's like a bazillion different meditations to choose from. You can filter it by how long they are, by the focus, 
by, you know, a male or a female voice. Typically I choose a female voice. Like there's just a million ways to filter. And so the other day I was looking for like a 10 minute morning kind of just being with the morning meditation. And I saw this meditation called surrender to wholeness. I think I might've even tapped in surrender as the keyword. And it's a meditation from the Hero's Journey Foundation. And the person that led the meditation was a man. And like I said, I don't know, for some reason, I just always kind of veer towards female voices. But I thought, you know, I'm going to give this a try. I, <laughs> I really liked the picture that went along with it. It was this big, like, forest and a person standing in front of a huge tree. And I just was like, yeah. And shout out to my brother-in-law, Brandon. He went through the Hero's Journey um, workshop. And so I just kind of, I'm always intrigued by their work and the conversations that I've been able to have with Brandon over the years. And I thought, I'm going to try this out. Oh my gosh, you guys, it was so good. It was so good that I sat for the 10-minute meditation and just like, it was so good. And then I listened to it again and I took notes because the messaging and the insights, everything that the guide was sharing was so profound. And I just wanted to capture it. And I really wanted to bring it here to the podcast as a way of just kind of looking at being in the present moment, which I know I talk about it a lot. But guess what? It's because it's super important. And I don't think we can hear things like be in the present moment often enough. Um, so some of the highlights, some of like the direct quotes that I took from the meditation, one of the things that the guide says is, we enter wholeness by being present to the moment and being sensitive to what is being asked of us. So I love this sentence because I often think about how when we're in conflict, especially with our kids, we get so caught up in the emotion of the conflict that we are often not open to receiving what it is that's being asked of us. Like what is the way of being that's being called for in the moment? What do our kids actually need from us? Who do they need us to be? That the, All these things happen at once, right? Like we're, we're having a moment, our kids say something that triggers us. Hello, parent educators, they're just like you. Um, our child says something that triggers us. And then all of a sudden we're spun out into this story about how they're so disrespectful and they just don't care and they're doing it on purpose and they're going to be dead in a ditch. Like we always end up there, right? Well, when we're caught up in all of that, we are not able to be sensitive to what it is that our kids need in that moment or our partner or our friend, right? Because we're too spun out into either future tripping or regret from the past or our own fear, our own stuff that has nothing to do with our kids. To be whole in the moment is to be present, and to be aware and to be conscious, right? And it's a practice. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Another thing that is a quote from the meditation that I love. He says, being grounded 
she's talking about being grounded, grounding into something solid, but being on the edge of your vulnerability. I just, I love that play in words. And for me, breath, when he talks about grounding into something solid, to me, it reminds me of like an anchor, right? And, and, and breath is always for me personally, the anchor that brings me back to the present moment, right? When I can recognize that I'm spinning out, those of you that have read my book, recognize that I'm on the freight train and I come back to breath, that first step in the three B's breath, right? Breath is the anchor. Breath, breathing, grounding into something solid, right? While also being on the edge of your vulnerability. I love this because How many times have you been in that situation where, again, you're triggered, you're angry, you're scared, you feel out of control, but you're aware, right? You know that you're in this mindset and you know, you might think to yourself, I got to breathe, right? I got to calm down, but something is keeping you from calming down. And when I heard this languaging, grounding into something solid, But being on the edge of your vulnerability, I thought about how often we get, we have this like internal conflict of calming, of calming down. We want to calm down, but there's this idea that if we calm down, the other person is somehow getting away with something or the other, or we appear weak or, and maybe what that is, is just wanting to avoid vulnerability. Isn't that crazy? Like maybe it's hard for us to practice calming down because it feels vulnerable to be open. It feels vulnerable to be willing to take a look at ourselves, to be willing to allow the other person's space to really open up to us. It feels vulnerable. And people don't like vulnerability, you know, vulnerability. I mean, I do. (laughs) I'm kind of a vulnerability junkie. Um, But I realize that that is not the norm. Um, And there's definitely times where I'm not really stoked about vulnerability. Like, I don't love to hear my teenage daughter let me know that the way that I'm responding to her is not useful or that when I think I'm validating and being supportive, I'm actually hurting her in some way. That feels awful. Right. And so I just, I just got really stoked when I heard, when I I listened again, and I've listened to this meditation a few more times since then, grounding into something solid, but being on the edge of your vulnerability, grounding into your breath and being willing, being willing to be a bit vulnerable for the sake of the present moment, for the sake of being whole and fully with the people around us and with ourselves, right? So good. Another quote from the meditation, attune to right now, discover, step beyond the obstacles that get in the way of recognizing our ability to feel into the unknown. Oh my God. Step beyond the obstacles that get in the way of recognizing our ability to feel into the unknown, right? How many of us have stories that are like, 
oh no, I'm afraid of the unknown. I don't want to think about the unknown. I don't like the unknown. There's so many things that we do. I mean, hello, COVID-19, quarantine. There's so many things that we do to create this sense of security, right? Like a sense of knowing like, okay, I know how things are going to happen because I've done X, Y, and Z and the results should be ABC or whatever, right? And this meditation, this idea of attuning to right now, which is the same as like being in the present moment, like really landing in the present moment and getting beyond the obstacles. When I think about the obstacles that get in our way, I think about all of our human tendencies, right? Our meaning making, our judgments, our fears, our need for control, they get in the way of our ability to be okay with the unknown. And maybe we could even be kind of excited about the unknown. Like there's a lot of possibilities, friends. There's a lot of ways that life can go and they're not all terrible. Some of them are pretty amazing, right? Oh my God. So yeah, I discovered this meditation. I listened to it twice the morning that I found it. And then I've listened to it a bunch of other times. Some of the thoughts that came up for me, um, one being how powerful it is to let, like I was saying about the unknown, letting go of the narrative we hold about how things should look, how things should be. I've talked about this before on the podcast. And even though I just want to be really transparent here, even though I've talked about it a lot, I still hold narratives. I still, you know, and and it's funny because narratives are so confining, right? If we've decided already how things should look and should be, where's like possibility, where's spontaneity, where's, you know, twists and turns in the road. It's confining, you know, and and oftentimes, right. Especially when it's a narrative about how things should look for our kids or our partners or our friends, like who the hell are we to decide that? Who the hell are we to decide that we know how things should be and that there's only one way? right? It's so insulting to our kids, you know, and I, I've had to learn this. (laughs) You guys know I've had to learn this the hard way. I have my oldest child is, you know, completely on a different narrative than I ever even would have thought of. And as soon as I let go and just recognized that I could trust her and that she was going to be okay, it's, she's just blossomed inside of, of her narrative, inside of her path. And, you know, especially lately, I really am seeing over and over again that she's good and she's got dreams and she's got hopes and she's, you know, got places to go and things to learn and she's excited. And that's really all I want, right? That's really all I want. I don't need... (sighs) Yeah, we don't realize that we have a narrative until something interrupts it, right? Um, The other thing that came up as I was listening to this meditation, again, and I already said this, but the letting go of the idea of control. Yeah, and right now, um, I'm gonna talk more about this, but I'm in the, this the beginning, the second day of the Teens and Screens Mini Summit, and it's been 
really awesome to uh, welcome so many new members into the Joyful Courage Parents of Teens group. And it's always fascinating to witness as people first come into the group and they, they're hot about the challenge that's brought them to the group. And, you know, I think when we first come into positive discipline or, um, or really focusing in on like, there might be parent support available, I should find out. The focus of the questioning really is like, how can I get my kid to do what I want? And I don't mean that in a terrible way. I mean that it's just, you know, like it's pretty mainstream. Like, how do we get our kids to do what we want? (laughs) I wish I knew the answer. Um, But really slowly as the community shows up and there's support, um, the theme of like, hey, you know, we got to meet our kids where we're at. It's about relationship. Control is an illusion. You know, how can we create um, connection that is influential? Um, Yeah. So that I was reminded of that listening to this meditation and also um, letting go. And this is vulnerable. I think letting go of the idea that the future can be manipulated by how you show up today. And by that, I mean, I think all of us want hope that we remain close to our kids, that they want to have relationships with us. If people are listening who might have a strange relationship with their parents, I'm guessing you might have a little bit of, um, fear or trepidation about, you know, or or at least motivation of wanting to know and make sure that that's not your experience with your kids. And we get kind of, it gets kind of wild, right? Like we get a little obsessed with that. Well, what if, you know, what if our, what if we, we can't control that? Like ultimately our kids are going to grow into young adults and full adults and have their own kids. And they're going to decide just like we've decided what kind of relationship they want to have with us. I mean, of course, how we respond makes a difference. And what if our, what if, what if we have no control over that? What if we get to just be in this moment, in this moment, And in this moment, again and again and again, what if we just worry about this moment and choose into this moment? Because my friends, the future is uncertain. With a husband who has a cancer diagnosis that will be with him for the rest of his life and the rest of our lives, I am now intimately aware of the uncertainty of the future. All we have is the present moment. This is where wholeness lives. You don't accumulate positives. Well, accumulating positives is actually a really good tool. We learned that in DBT, but wholeness isn't a destination. It's not a place that you'll get to one day. Wholeness is right now. Wholeness exists in this moment when we're tuned into ourselves right? When we're tuned into ourselves, we are whole. 
And right now is where we get to love our kids and connect and mend and repair a relationship right now in this, in this moment. Towards the end of the meditation, um, the guide said, I love this too, staying with breath, staying with the ground underneath you, which is to me right here, right now, allows you to accept the world as it is and makes you less numb and reactive to it. I'm going to say that again. Staying with the breath, staying with the ground underneath you allows you to accept the world as it is and makes you less numb and reactive to it. That's, to me, that speaks into the dance between kind or firm, right? Whether we either are like permissive or authoritarian, where we either get scared and we check out, numb, or we get scared and we get rigid and controlling and demanding, reactive, right? We grasp for that sense of control and dominance. Both of these responses come from fear. Both, in both responses, we leave the present moment. Both come from sliding out of conscious awareness and into an unconscious pattern, right? Okay, great. So how do we, how do we do this then? How do we stay in the present moment all the time? Isn't that the goal, Casey? Like, how the heck are we supposed to do that? That's the million-dollar question, my friends. And the answer is we don't. We don't stay in the present moment all the time. We are not monks living in a monastery in the mountains of Tibet. We are human beings <laughs> living in, in, in the world with other human beings. So we don't stay present all the time. What we do is we create a practice of returning to presence over and over and over and over again all day long as often as we can. And, and I know some of you have heard me talk about this before, and I'm going to invite you right now as you listen and you realize like, oh, Casey's talking about that thing again. I want you to really tune in and to listen for something that's new to you. Listen to for something um, that is a nugget specific for you. All right. We practice. We practice when the stakes are low, right? We really want high reps, high repetitions coming back to the present moment, high reps when it isn't important, right? When we're at the grocery store, when we're folding laundry, when we're watching a show, when we're driving, although I would say it's pretty important to be present while you're driving, when we're walking or exercising, we practice asking ourselves, what am I paying attention to right now? Right? Or just checking in quickly with, oh, what's influencing my current emotional state right now? How does my body feel in this moment? What's the story I'm currently spinning? Right? Those are just a few questions. And catching yourself when you're not in the present moment, because all those things I was saying, like, I mean, what do you think about when you're driving? Are you super alert and looking at everything and in the present moment? My guess is no. 
Are you super alert and in the present moment when you're standing in line at the grocery store or folding laundry or on the treadmill or out walking your dog? No, your, your mind is spinning. You're thinking about stuff. You might be feeling a certain way depending on, you know, what recently happened. So let's start practicing noticing that because that's unconsciousness. Consciousness is when we can say, oh, man, I'm feeling kind of ragey right now. I'm really hanging on to that conversation I had earlier. And is this how I want to be feeling right now? And if not, like, what do I need to do to let go of that? How can I actively let go of that so I can be in the present moment, right? Or noticing like worry, especially worrying about our kids, worrying about their future, and then asking the question, okay, what's the story I'm currently spinning? And finding some lightness and laughing at ourselves a little bit because we can really go into the rabbit hole of future tripping. Let's catch ourselves. Catch ourselves when we're not in the present moment and then drop into the present moment. Return to breath. Return to that anchor. Come back again and again. Make it a practice. And you will start doing it more often. Make it a practice. Um, I'm just going to share this. I know I've shared it before. I'm guessing many of you have phone alarms that I've said, hey, set a phone alarm. I have phone alarms. They go off. I ignore them. So maybe it's time to set some new phone alarms, friends. Maybe it's time for some new post-it notes, some new messaging in your world to remind you to drop into the present moment. Then when things are hard or heated and it does matter, when you are really on fire and dysregulated, the practice outside of those hard moments, that practice is upping the likelihood that you just might ask yourself, wait, what am I paying attention to right now? Before you say something hurtful, right? To your child, to your partner, you might catch yourself and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's influencing my current emotional state right now? How does my body feel? What is the story I'm spinning and is it true? Because all of that stuff that happens to us when we ride the emotional freight train, when we really are in that emotional flipped lid, dysregulation, all of that is the unconsciousness. Like we aren't in charge. We are letting our emotional body and, and dysregulated mind take us. And we're waiting around out there, reacting or going numb, just like the meditation said. And it's getting in the way of really being right here, right now, being with the unfolding of life. Because listen, when we're in that craziness, when we're in that unconsciousness, it actually, we're creating even more suffering for ourselves right? It is hard having a hurting child. And by hurting child, I mean, those of you with teens that are having a hard time that seem to be angry or withdrawn, they're hurting, right? Our kids are hurting right now. Life is weird. Or maybe you have a sick husband or a sick wife or a sick family member, 
or there isn't enough money right now to pay the bills, right? Like there's enough suffering. And then when we spin tails about it and really sit in it and, and wade through it and allow all of that emotion to color the way we see everything, pile on our own fears and judgments, we are just adding on to the pain. We are actually creating more pain for ourselves. So how about we stop that? Because right here, right now, we're okay. As you hear my voice in this moment, you're okay. My man's okay. He's in the other room. He's asleep. He feels kind of shitty, but he's okay. He's in the other room. I know. I know. I'm kind of on this whole theme of (laughs) present moment and releasing control and stepping into the unknown. Um, But I'm okay with that. I am called to continue to speak into it when I have these solo shows um, because I am living through my own present moment. And this podcast is a place where um, I think that the humanness of life is really celebrated and highlighted and uh, yeah, humanness is really happening right now for me. And I know what's happening in the individual is happening in the collective. So the challenges that I'm going through right now Uh, might be of a different flavor than the challenges that you're going through, but I see you and I know that you have your own challenges. And I'm hoping that speaking into what's alive for me inside of what's hard, you're finding some parallel and some alignment. Yeah, I'm guessing you are. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. 
And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Okay. Thanks for hanging with me yet again this week, my friends. I sure do appreciate all of you listening and reaching out to me. Patrons, I'm so sorry about the chaos of this week with my husband's treatment. I wasn't able to get it together to live stream this week, but I do want to shout out to the patrons who joined in the facilitated call last week. Um, Last Thursday night, we took a good look at self-care, made some quality connections. There were some small group discussions, some content. I love that every month in the Patreon community, we come together live on a call. If you're interested in finding out more about becoming a Joyful Courage patron, you can go to www.patreon.com slash Joyful Courage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Joyful Courage as a patron. You enjoy knowing that you're supporting the podcast. You'll be invited to live streams twice a month. When I Typically when I do these solo shows, they are live streamed. And if you are a $5 or a $10 patron, you get an invitation to that monthly call. It's cool. You should check it out. Okay. I love you. I will be back next week with an interview. Till then, stay cool. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. I am so incredibly grateful for the Joyful Courage community and the way that you show up for each other and for me. There are so many ways to stay connected beyond this podcast. You can follow Joyful Courage on Facebook and Instagram. You can join one of the Facebook discussion groups, either Live in Love with Joyful Courage or Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens. Uh, Also, remember, if you want to take it up a notch, you can join the Patreon community where you can catch live streams of the solo shows. We do monthly group calls and so much more. Check that out at patreon.com slash joyful courage. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash joyful courage. Big thanks to my team for all the ways they support me with my work. My editor, Chris Mann from Podshaper, my COO, Tay, who does more behind the scenes than you can ever imagine, my sweet daughter, Rowan, who's learning the ropes and supporting the publishing of the podcast. I will be back next week with a brand new interview. Until then, my friends, find your breath, release the tension in your body, move to the balcony seat and trust that everything's gonna be okay. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. 
I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff.